Hey everybody, this is Mike from the PR4 Society and you are listening to the PR4 Society podcast, the show that takes a proactive, practical, and principled approach to, you guessed it, the fourth PR word, preparation. If you're concerned about the issues in Taiwan with China, Ukraine, and probably more with Russia, Yemen with Saudi Arabia, gas prices in your neck of the woods, or the phrase the Great Reset, civil unrest, and maybe even manufactured division, and how all of this might impact you and your way of life, then you're in the right place. Do you remember the TV show Preppers? I remember watching Preppers with my wife and kids and thinking, this is entertaining. Why in the world would people be so paranoid to live in a bunker or make sure that they have sustainable water, filtered water, because it's probably the number one priority in sustainability and making sure that they have food, sustainable food that they can grow in case, I don't know, supply chain issues or the grocery stores can't take money. Or how about this? It takes $50 to buy a loaf of bread. Think it can't happen? Look at some other countries and nations in recent years and decades. In one case where they had to literally take a wheelbarrow full of money and roll that down for a loaf of bread. Seems far-fetched, at least to me, because in my almost five decades of living, this has been a non-event. I've been able to walk up walk down the stairs every morning from my master bedroom in my house in a northern climate. It's winter, March something, as I record this. And even though the temperature was about 8 to 12 degrees last night while I slept, it was a consistent 68 degrees in my home. I didn't have to wake up and stoke a fire. I didn't have to spend the fall preparing and chopping wood. I literally go to an electronic device and I, with my finger, like a small iPad, I touch this thermostat and say, I want the temperature to be this. And I forget about it. And then I go make my coffee. How do I make my coffee? I go to the kitchen sink and I lift a lever with the push of a finger. I have filtered water on demand just like that. I didn't have to take a stick with two buckets and walk, you know, three miles to a stream or a creek or a river and gather that water and bring it back up and hope I don't get sick from it and boil it and all of these other things. I have literally taken it for granted. Let's give another water example. Every morning when I take a shower, I turn the lever to hot and within, I don't know, 10 seconds, I have a nice, hot, at least very warm shower. I didn't have to take the water that I had to walk, you know, miles round trip to get and then build a fire and boil that water and then add it to some other water for a shower or take a bath. I didn't have to do any of that. And then when it came time to eat something, I'm not a breakfast eater. When it came time to eat lunch, I went to my pantry that was stocked full in my refrigerator that remains stocked full. You see, my whole life, I've been able to get up, get into a vehicle, drive somewhere, go pick up whatever I want to without issue. Now, sure, there have been times in my life where I've had to be mindful of budget. I don't mean get whatever I want to, as in I'm buying, you know, a a $75 steak because 
the way that it was fed at some grass-fed, no hormones, no antibiotics farm. By the way, nothing against that. I have some of that in my freezer. But I didn't, I've never had to worry about, will I eat? Will there be food available? And so the mindset is preppers are crazy. <laughs> preppers are silly. We don't want to be dependent on self. No, 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 no. To thine government be true. You need to be dependent on them. You, We have been conditioned and bred to think that if you have more than three days worth of food in your pantry, there must be something wrong with you. What if there isn't anything wrong? In fact, let me take this a step further. Depending on your age, I can assure you that your great-grandparents lived this way. Nobody called it prepping. There wasn't a silly TV show. We didn't make fun of people. We didn't mock them for being sustainable, for eating out of our own gardens, for making sure that we have a water source that's not dependent on other people. We were physically active because if there's one thing that you need to do right now, it's maintain the health that you have to the best of your abilities. Now, don't hear me say this. I'm not saying that if you're a 60-year-old man and you're 50 pounds overweight, that you need to start squatting and, and doing deadlifts and bench pressing today. That's not what I'm saying. It might start with walking and cleaning up your diet a little bit, but do everything you can to maintain your health. Because I think that they want us to not prepare. I think that they want us to be fat. I think they want us to be sick. I think they want us to be completely dependent. That's why there has been an agenda and a narrative to mock and malign people who have a preparedness mindset. Let me ask you this question because you might be on the border of this thinking, I don't know if I want to be that guy or that gal. But but let me ask you this question. What if you adopted the lifestyle of your great-grandparents and you had clean water filtration that you did that wouldn't get you sick and you had sustainable food and you had dry goods that would last you I don't know 6 months what is so wrong with that that we say no that's irresponsible I don't want to do that I don't want to be that person because listen if something does happen whether it's a blizzard whether it's a tornado, whether it's a flood, whether it's an earthquake, whether it's an EMP, the list goes on and on and on. We need to stop living like everything's going to happen like it has for me the last nearly half a century of my life, that it's going to be easy always because that has created complacency. And I will tell you, complacency kills. Complacency kills. It kills us physically. It kills our morale. It kills relationships. I have one thing that I take extremely seriously from my family and those the closest to me, and that's to protect and provide. To be able to offer protection for my family and those that I care about the most Protect them from illness, protect them from physical harm, protect them from starvation, protect them from dehydration, and to be able to provide for them in the event if something happens. 
I have insurance on my home and my vehicles. Now, maybe for different reasons initially, I have a mortgage on my house, so I am forced to carry insurance, but I would anyway, not because I plan on my house burning down, but what if, just in case it does, I'm covered. I live in a state where it's mandated. It is the law. You have to insure your vehicle. What if I had all insurance for all of these years and paid all these premiums every single month and I never got in a car accident? Was it a waste of money? Not if I needed it. Not if, like happened to me a few years ago, driving down the road in a $60,000 pickup truck, hit some black ice, spit out a couple of times, hit some people, have them hit me, and do $20,000 worth of damage. I had a $1,000 deductible. It sure was nice to have that insurance, wasn't it? Now, preparation is a mindset, but let's just say that we have, listen, let me take a step back. The media has equated it to a prepper is thinks that inevitably things are just going to happen. They're doomsday preppers. In fact, that's even a phrase. That's even a thing. Doomsday preppers. What's so wrong with being prepared for an event that might happen? Because I would rather have basic needs when I need them than to need them when they aren't available, when it's too late, especially when I take protection and providing so seriously for others. What would be so wrong with having these things? And listen, at a minimum, these are all things you need water every single day. You need food every single day. You need basic medical every single day. You need communications, more on these in a moment, every single day. You need basic physical security every single day. There may be a day when you will have to depend on self and a small community of trusted people. Get that straight now, not later. Because if it comes to the point where you go, I wish I would have done something, I'm telling you it's too late. So I might as well say this. I am sounding the alarm, not because things are going to happen and it's inevitable, but just in case it does. What's the risk reward? What if I'm right and what if you're wrong and you get to the point? What if you prepare and you just rotate through the food because you need it and you eat and you drink water and need basic medical and things anyways? What if you do some things to provide, you know, light when it's dark and heat when it's cold and there's no power? And, there, and we don't get bombed by Russia, but there's a blizzard, there's a tornado, there's a storm, there's a three-day power outage. I remember this happened uh, two or three years ago in the Texas, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and it was all over the national news. I live in the Northern Hemisphere where things happen like this a couple of times a winter, and we call it Tuesday, but it was doomsday in the South. I'll bet there were millions of people who wished they were what? prepared. What do you need to do to prepare yourself? This podcast is exactly where you need to be. This podcast is exactly what you need to share with your close friends, with your coworkers who you care about, with your family members, with your neighbors, with the local community that you have, because you need to listen, everything starts. There's a hierarchy that I will go over in the next podcast. And it starts at the top with mindset. Everything starts with mindset. Then go one layer below that, it's strategy. One layer below that 
is skills, and one layer below that is tools. Again, more to come on that in the next episode that will be coming out shortly. I'm going to pick up the pace. This is the first. This is the inaugural. I had to do this because I've been working with other individuals in a very small community who have said, I wish I could share this information or wish you could talk with my uncle or my my niece or my neighbor or my friends. And I can't be everywhere all at once, but I thought that at least what I could do is this. I can, as if I'm talking to one person, I can get it out there. And then if someone wants to share it, that's great. I can't keep my mouth shut anymore because I'm watching the quote unquote news, the propagandists. I'm watching the filters. I'm watching them position everything. It's to the point now where when they say something is bad, I'm going to assume it's good. If they say something is wrong, I'm going to assume it's right. I don't trust any mainstream media. I don't trust any voted in politician. By the way, I'm going to avoid politics in this podcast, but Democrat or Republican. I've voted Republican most of my life, and I'm nothing but disappointed in the way that things have been handled in recent years. Censorship is a thing. I wonder how long this podcast will actually last before it gets taken down. I will figure out a way to have a website and to th- other ways to get this information out because I think it's that important. It's not that I was looking for another hobby and I have a whole bunch of extra time because I don't, but it's because I care. I care about America. I care about the America that we were founded on. I care about our freedoms. I want to be able to help protect and provide for others, as I mentioned, and this is a way for me able to, do, to be able to do this. I, I want you to think about this. Where do I need to start? Mindset, strategy, skills, tools. The most important thing is a mindset. I would encourage you to do this. Drop all of the stigma that the the TV production crews gave you about you're a freak. There's something wrong with you. You've got screws loose. If you are at all involved with the preparedness mindset, I have always for many years made sure that I'm stocked up on things to get through a short term, meaning, you know, at first it was 30 days and then it was 90 days and then it was six months that I have basic needs covered. But I have people that come over to my house and you know they'll open up a cabinet and go, oh my goodness, what's going on? Are you a prepper? Well, those are the people that are calling me in recent days and in the last two weeks since this whole thing in Russia started. The very people that mocked me, God love them, God bless them, I still love them and I'm helping them. But the very people who were told to think, if you have a few extra Band-Aids, a little bit extra filtered water or in a life straw, in your car, basic medical, all those things, that you're somehow nuts. What is wrong with you? I have always told people this is the way your great-grandparents lived. This is not a preparedness mindset. It's sustainability. It's it's existence. I want to make sure my existence is not dependent on the people that I don't trust, i.e. the quote-unquote elected officials. I want to be dependent on self in a small community, in a small trusted circle of people that I care about and that I value. We all have different strengths we can bring to the table. Maybe one of your... Um, 
somebody in your circle, uh, you know, has an area of expertise, you know, maybe they're a nurse practitioner or a nurse's aide or they're a doctor or something and they can offer basic medical. Maybe somebody knows about gardening. Um, maybe somebody knows more about water filtration. Maybe somebody knows more about physical security. They're in law enforcement, former military, military police, spec ops, anything along those lines. Listen, now is the time for you to embrace this mindset. I will walk you through the next steps and where to go from here. So you will want to subscribe to this. But the first thing that you need to do in terms of asking yourself, where do I go from here? You have to adopt this mindset that it is healthy, it is normal. And if that worst case scenario, you invest a couple extra bucks and a little bit of extra time and being prepared and you never have to use it. These are things you're going to do and use anyways. So you've got to get over that mentality. I will tell you, I've been naming a couple of times, there are five things that you have got to give some thought to starting today. Make a checklist. If the power goes down, if the grid goes down, if there's anything else that happens, these are the five things that you need to give some thought to. I want you to jot them down. I want you, and I will be walking you through again in in a future episode. This next episode is not coming out in weeks. It's coming out in a day or two. I will be as consistent and as persistent as I can to walk you through. I will be your guide in terms of helping you. There are others, but I want to break this down for the everyday person. For maybe you have never thought about preparing. Maybe you are the person with three days worth of food in your pantry. That's okay. We're in this together. There are steps that you can take today that don't cost a lot of time, don't cost a lot of energy. But I want to tell you something. Don't throw in the towel and say, well, it's too late or I don't want to adopt the mindset or whatever. Listen, hear me loud and clear on this. Do something. Do something today. You're going to go throughout your day. You're going to watch Netflix. You're going to read a book. You're going to go for a jog in the treadmill. You're going to go for coffee. You're going to go for lunch. You might as well take 15 minutes and and do a preparation checklist or a brainstorm on these five things, what can I do today? So I'm gonna give these to you and I'm gonna walk you through a couple of suggested first steps that you can take from here. And if you already have set, if you're if you're saying, oh, I've already been doing this, I have a mindset of preparedness and I've been preparing for years, me too, and I find out stuff every day. In fact, my morning checklist includes this question, what's one thing I can do today to be more prepared for tomorrow? One thing, sometimes that's ordering one thing on Amazon, sometimes it's gaining some knowledge. Uh, in one case, it was uh, a basic medical needs and I had some stuff on my laptop and I thought, well, what if what if there's a grid down situation and power comes at a, 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 it's scarce? Well, guess what? I decided to go online and order one of these things called a book. I know, I know that you thought they would die with the dinosaurs, but they didn't, they're not extinct. I actually have a physical book. What if my GPS fails because I am horrible at directions? I've got a map of the five-state region, map book, atlas book in my truck. Every day there's something that I can do. You don't have to quit your job. You don't have to take out a a, a second mortgage. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You have to be be, uh, thoughtful and mindful. Again, it starts with mindset. Here are the five things that you want to address. Number one, water. You have got to stay hydrated. You need water, clean water that won't get you sick every single day. You can't assume that every day for the rest of your life that you're going to lift a lever or twist a knob and that clean filtered water is going to come directly to you. Now, listen, I hope and I pray that it does. But if it doesn't, 
Google it. Don't even use Google. That's just an expression for do your own research. Find out how important water is to you and how long you can go without it. Not long. It needs to be sustainable. There are water sources all around you, but it needs to be clear. So there are there are pitcher, filtered pitcher situations. There are life straws. There are others. Again, I'm going to go through this in a, in future episodes. I will be walking you through. Right now, I want to give you the five categories that I want you to think about and begin doing your own research. By the way, in a moment, I'm going to share the three places where I just launched social media in the last 24 hours or so, where we can begin because this is the PR4 society. This is a society or community of people with the same mindset helping each other. So I will let you know where you can find me and give me your, give the group, not just me, this society of like-minded individuals, your thoughts, your ideas on water filtration and sustainable water at Getter, Rumble, and Telegram. More on that in just a moment. Water is very important. Number two, I want you to think about food. I want you to look in your pantry. I want you to look into your uh, shelves. I want you to look into your root cellar if you still have one of those. I want you to look into your refrigerator and I want you to estimate what the expiration dates are, and then how how much food you have for the number of people in your household. Or how about this one? Do you have parents who are still alive? Do you have grandparents who are still alive? Do you have a great uncle who you know isn't married, who had two hip replacements? You might need to help them out too because community is very, very important. The PR4 Society is four words to start with PR. Proactive, prepared, practical, and principled. The principled part is I want to take care of myself so that I can take care of others. And I want you to think that through. Back to food. Go through your pantry. Go through your fridge. Find out how much time do you have? How long will this food last you? The first thing I will tell you is in a certain scenario or situation, you will dial back. You won't be going for the chips and dip because you want a little snacky poo. You're going to go into a calorie restricted mode. You're going to dial things back for self-preservation. You see, we already eat way more calories than we burn and what we need. We don't even have physical lifestyles, many of us. But we need to know how long would it last. And I want to tell you that if your food supply will last you a week, your next goal is to make sure that it lasts you for 30 days. If it's 30 days, then get to 60 days. If it's 60 days, get to 90. If it's 90, get to six months. You're taking incremental steps. Don't say, well, he just told me six months. I've got three days. I'm out. I'm throwing in the towel. Please don't for yourself. Please don't. What's important right now is that you take today by adopting the mindset on the understanding that you are going to need filtered, clean, sustainable water and food, non-perishable that will last. It, you, listen, go to the grocery store and pick up a couple of extra things. Things that will last a very long time. Look into your diet and other considerations, but don't go out and buy, you know, 60 bucks worth of yogurt because it's going to last a few days and it's going to go bad. A bag of beans, dried beans, lasts a very long time. Rice, a very long time. There are dried packaged food, MREs with 25-year shelf life. Some have 10. They're hard to come by, but I would look into them. Get them when and where you can. Yes, it's more expensive now because the costs have gone up because demand but I would absolutely consider that. Let me give you a couple of quick tips on the food subject because this is so important. If you can't afford 
or can't find 10-year or 25-year MREs or long shelf life disaster kind of uh, food banks um, or companies that sell these things. There are other things you can do that's not going to be 10 or 25 years, but you can buy canned goods. You can buy, again, you know, rice. You can buy beans. There are other things that you can buy. Look at the expiration dates. We'll walk through this, but I want to plant the seed today because I want you to get started today. You can also go online. You can go on to um, your favorite website, and you can order you know, protein shakes, the powdered stuff. A lot of times that will have a shelf life of a year or two years. It's loaded with protein. Some of them have enough carbohydrates, um, and they have micronutrients. They've got you know, vitamin C, they've got a little bit of D3 and they've got, you know, some, some B vitamins and some other things because sustainability will be important. One thing you could do is you could go out and buy a couple of tubs of protein powder for anywhere from, you know, 20 to 40 bucks, depending on the brand and depending how, on how many servings. So there's a little tip. So food is something I want you to give thought to basic medical what if you cut your finger when you're outside and there's a little bit of rust? Make sure you get something on there so you don't have to run into the emergency room. If there is a stress and a burden on the medical system, don't pretend like it's always going to be there. Again, I hope, I pray that it is, but what if it's not? Make sure that for minor cuts, if you can't go in and get stitched up, that you've got something um, that will help to keep that wound closed and clean. Make sure that you've got to leave if you sprain your ankle or throw out your shoulder splitting wood. Or when you get to my age, walk into the mailbox and tweak your knee. Make sure that you've got, if you have if you have struggles with uh, some acid indigestion, grab an extra bottle or two of some sort of antacid. Make sure you have an ice pack. They make dental packs like temporary cavity kits. What if your tooth goes bad? Again, don't be overwhelmed. I'm going to walk you through all of these things in future episodes, but you want to make sure while you have access to these goods that you're getting them and that they're on hand because they're things you're going to... Have I named anything that you aren't going to use? I haven't. You will need all of these at some point. Let me pause here and say one other thing real quick. Why not get these today? Because inflation is here. Inflation's going to get worse. I believe inflation will get much, 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 much worse. Why? I think gas could get to six bucks a gallon in the next 10, 10 days to, uh, to 14 days. I think it could go to 10 bucks within the next you know, two to three months. What's that going to do to your Amazon deliveries? What's that going to do to the, to the food truck that's delivering you know, apples and bananas and, and green beans to the grocery store? The cost of goods sold on everything is going to go up. So I would rather purchase these items today and get a little more leverage for my dollar because it's going to cost more in 60 days. It's going to cost more in 90 days. If I was thinking about buying a second summer car right now because it's about to be summer here in, you know, I don't know, the next 90 days or so, and I want to enjoy it and get a convertible, I, I'm putting that on hold. If I'm planning a three-week vacation to Italy with my wife to celebrate her anniversary, I'm putting that on hold. I'm going to take that money. I'm going to take that time. I'm going to take that energy, and I'm going to put it into the things that matter because what I don't want to do is spend money on that second car and that that 30-day or that month-long trip to Italy with my wife, which both sound really great. And say and look her in the eyes and say, I'm so sorry that we're starving and we can't eat. But I, I kind of thought there was an inkling of something coming. And well, 
we do have this nice Audi convertible, but we can't put gas in it. We can't eat the tires. No, that's not what I want to do. That's not my mindset because my strategy is to leverage the dollars that I have today and pick up things that I'm going to need anyways. Be prepared, not because, but just in case, and make sure that I have these things. Again, I will I will break down water, food, basic medical uh, as we go along here. So make sure to stay tuned and make sure to stay subscribed. Communications. We take for granted that I can pick up my iPhone and anybody can text me and, and I could text them and calls can come in and out. But what, what if that's down? How do I, number one, make a list. Who do I need and want to communicate with? And how do I communicate with them in a grid down situation? Most landlines are now internet-based. So if it's going through a router, like mine was, I just canceled it because phones aren't going to work, most of them, landlines, in a grid-down situation. If you live in a community where people live close enough by, of course, you can run over, you can check on them, and you can ride a bike, and and God willing, there's not an EMP. Uh, you could jump in your car. It's going to cost you a couple of extra bucks. But write down a list of who you will need to communicate with, check on, your small uh, circle of trusted friends that you're going to work together as a community in a situation and identify two things. Who, uh, who are those people and how can you communicate with them? And then ironically communicate the communication plan and strategy with them, even visit about it. In a grid down situation, if our phones don't work, what's a backup? Because there is a, a society that says two is one and one is none. Build in a redundancy and have a backup plan or a backup strategy. Making sure that, of course, you can have your primary strategy be your cell phone and your text message and your email or whatever, and that's fine. But have a secondary strategy. Even have a tertiary or third strategy to say, if you live in a community where people are close enough by and we can't get available, you know, uh, for example, C CB radios can last, I don't know, uh, excuse me, range wise, you can maybe get, you know, a, a mile or two. It depends on hills, depends on trees, depends on uh, elevation, depends on a whole bunch of other things, depends on your antenna. Is your antenna tuned? Uh, five or six miles is probably a stretch. But if there's People within a close proximity, you can spend a little bit of money and you can have CBs. But if the radio's down, or excuse me, electricity is down, you need to make sure that you have a battery backup situation. More on communication soon. But part of the ter tertiary plan would be to set an established, you know, day and time to, and, and location and say, we're going to meet here and get together and go over things, evaluate our situation and figure out next steps. I want to insert one other thought here, which is the time to think about a strategy is not in the emotion of a situation in the event something should happen. The time to strategize is now. The time to communicate the strategy is now. So that when it comes time and there is a situation, whatever it might be, you can look people in the eyes and say, no, listen, this is okay. We've planned for this. Here are our next steps. Keep them calm. Keep them focused. Keep them determined. That might be the role that you'll have to play here. So number one was water. Number two is food. Number three is basic medical. Number four is communications. Number five is physical security. Now, you might think, well, I, I, I hope it doesn't come down to that. I hope it doesn't either. I spent a lifetime in martial arts, teaching, 
self-defense, situational awareness, pressure point control techniques, in multiple aspects of martial arts. I, I own guns. I have gun uh, training. I hope and pray that I never, ever have to use anything that I've just mentioned and more that I haven't. But again, I want to be prepared, not because, but just in case. And that's for me, and that's for the people that I care about. What does physical security mean? Mean Well, what if you've got the water, you've put the time and energy and a little bit of money into making sure you have sustainable filtered water that won't get you sick, and you've got now you've got six months worth of dried, uh, stored goods, food-wise. You've got some basic medical, and you've put a couple of bucks maybe into some backup comms, whether it be ham radio, you have to get a license for that, or a CB, whatever that case is. And you decide that you're going to bunker in. Again, there will be future episodes on bugging out, bunkering in. If you don't know these terms, don't worry. I am your guide. I'm going to walk you through all of this. It's not as overwhelming as it might seem. But you're probably, in most situations, your best bet is to stay home and to to bunker in because that's where your stuff is. Now, you might live in a, a neighborhood or apartment building or something that Maybe it's not safe and the right thing to do is to bug out again more on that very, very, very soon. But you will need physical security to protect those things, to protect your property, to protect your water, your food, your basic medical, etc., and to protect yourself and your loved ones. Now, security can mean a bunch of different things. It doesn't have to mean uh, go out and buy an AR-15. It doesn't mean sign up for martial arts lessons, although hands-on self-defense training isn't a horrible idea. But what it does mean is you need to have a strategy to say, I need to keep these things good. Security can mean putting a a heavier bolt uh, lock on your door, making sure that your, your windows, easy access point in the event there's a society breakdown, they can't get in or access too easily. They can't just break into that creaky door that you have on the side of your garage that you've been meaning to fix since 1987. It's, it's, it might be the time to shore that thing up. So security has a lot of different meanings, meanings that we will again be breaking down. But for today's purpose, because I want to start to wind down and wrap up here, I want you to give some thought today to water, food, basic medical, communications, who, how, and when, and physical security. You can start down the rabbit hole of looking into these things on your favorite platform, Rumble, YouTube, whatever the case is. And again, I will be breaking all of these things down as we go along. So let me wrap up by asking a few questions that you may be asking me and yourself and others right now. Number one, is this really necessary? Listen, I hope not. I absolutely hope not. But I'm going to act as if though it is necessary because number one, I believe the plausibility and the probability is incredibly high today. I've been planning for years, but that was in the event that something might happen and I didn't want to have to plan all at once. But I believe we're on the precipice precipice of this. Now, I'm not saying it's inevitable. There are Times in our society, looking back, that we just thought this has got to be the end. The Holocaust and Hitler and other situations. World War II. Certain natural disasters where people thought this has got to be it. And it wasn't. I'm hopeful, I'm prayerful that 
good will prevail, but I also have a biblical perspective as a Christian that perhaps we're living in the times where good will be called evil and evil will be called good. And so I'm going to act as if. Is it necessary? Again, I hope not. But if you get into a situation and you weren't prepared, especially after hearing this, you're going to beat yourself up. Avoid the regret and start planning today. Number two, what if I do these things and nothing happens? Great. You're still going to drink water. You're still going to have a reason for it. You're still going to go camping. The water is going to break down. The water will be contaminated like it was in Michigan a couple of years ago. You still need to eat. You still need to use Band-Aids and hydrogen peroxide. You're still going to sprain your ankle and need an ACE bandage. You're still going to need a thermometer. You still need to communicate with family, friends, and trusted loved ones. I pray you'll never need physical security. But you don't want to be in a situation where all of the sudden there is a physical threat and you just think, I I didn't plan for this and here it is. I didn't want to spend the 50 bucks. I didn't want to get the training. I didn't want to learn some uh, physical, uh, some situational. By the way, it starts with mindset and then strategy. So physical security can just be uh, as simple as starting with awareness, situational awareness of your surroundings. It can be as simple as if you do leave for two or three days, make sure someone picks up your mail that you know, love, and trust. You don't want someone driving by or walking by and seeing seeing an overstuffed mailbox that is an absolute indicator that you're not there and so they can go into your house and grab whatever they want. So is this really necessary? Again, I hope not. But if it comes to that and you are prepared, your confidence level will be higher. Avoid the regret of looking yourself in the mirror in the eyes or loved ones, worse yet, and saying, I was too busy working on my golf swing, doing happy hour with my friends, making sure my skinny jeans look good on me, that I never got around to this. I'm imploring you to get around to this and today. Now, you might be asking the question, you just said, get to this today. The third question is, is it too late? The absolutely not. There still are items in the grocery store. There still are items via your favorite big box store or delivery service. There are things that you can do today that might not happen. I remember I was out and about traveling for business a few years ago, and there was a significant power outage in about... I don't know, like a very large portion of a certain state. And I needed gas and I went in to pay pay at the pump and and it didn't work. Most gas stations have uh, a generator, a backup generator. This one, uh, for whatever reason, their payment system was not working. So I got the gas and I went in and I had cash and they couldn't take the card. And I said, well, here's the cash. And she said, well, I, I can't, I can't take the payment because that's just not the way that our system works. And I said, are you suggesting that I drive off with gas? That is where we are with society. Most of the large stores that you have, they need power in order to process payment. In order to process, uh, people don't think, by the way, I had an Amazon return and I called yesterday and 
I ordered three of one items and one of them came defective or broken. And I called them and I said, when I went to issue the refund or exchange, excuse me, then what what the system told me was I had to replace all three. They're going to send me three. I'm going to send, you know, they're going to send three to me. And I said, I don't, you don't need that. I just need to send one back. Let's save the shipping cost for, for the company. Let's save the hassle for, you know, other people. And they couldn't because their system wouldn't allow for it. We don't have a society where people think and, and have to do that. We are dependent on technology almost completely into a scary point. But I want to get back to this. Is it too late? Absolutely not. There are things you can do today. Every small incremental step that you take will build your confidence and breed more confidence and help you further towards that next step. And that's exactly where you need to be. You might need to pick up the pace a little bit more than you did six months ago because the value of your dollar is going to go much further today than it will in six months or even 60 days. But it is absolutely not too late. Fourth and last question, where do I go from here? That is exactly why this podcast exists. I'm going to be walking you through all of the things that I've mentioned in detail, step-by-step, and so much more. So please make sure to subscribe to whatever format you're listening to this on. Make sure to uh, share this. Share this podcast with a friend. Share it with your small circle. Share it with a coworker. Share it with a neighbor. If you haven't started a circle yet, consider starting one and saying, hey, In the event something were to happen, we're like-minded, I think we could work together. I think our families could work together. And I want you to be involved because this is, after all, the PR4 Society. PR standing for be proactive, be prepared, be practical. We'll talk more about that in future episodes as well. And be principled. Be principled. Don't be like our government. Don't be like our quote-unquote elected officials. Don't be like the people that are in the media who are putting a filter on things and making good seem bad and bad seem good. Be principled. We are in this together. You can find this group, your group, not mine, at PR4 Society on Getter, on Rumble, and on Telegram. Make sure to to log in there. Make sure to chime in. Make sure to share your ideas. We are going to build a community. We are in this together. We will get through this together. Thanks for listening. Next episode's coming through. God bless.